Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including NFL Week 12. Your Panthers desperately need a win, and it will not be easy. The 5-5 five five Carolina squad of Ron Rivera, who may or may not be on David Tepper's hot seat, head to New Orleans to take on the 8-2 Saints. We will pick over Week 12. We will allow your questions, comments, and complaints on the week that was and the weekend to come. We'll talk college football. We'll squeeze in some NBA and some college basketball. Some hockey. We were there for the Canes-Flyers game last night. Some NBA. Two of the best teams in that league meet up tonight on the hard court in a nationally televised game. There are some baseball leftovers. The MLS sounds like it's going to add an expansion franchise here in the great state of North Carolina. The NCAA soccer tournaments are underway. For boxing fans, there is a heavyweight title bout in Vegas this weekend for your consideration. The college football season continues with week 13. The Wolfpack lost last night at Georgia Tech. That means Dave Doran's bowl streak ends at five and it underlines the importance of quarterbacks. In Dave Doran's seven years at NC State, five years he had a future NFL QB as his starter. Jacoby Brissett, who was on the losing end last night as the Indianapolis Colts starter, Deshaun Watson and the Texans got that win to take the lead in that AFC division. Five years of Jacoby Brissett and Ryan Finley led to five straight bowl games and even back-to-back nine-win seasons. In year one at NC State, Dave Doran got cut without a quarterback and didn't win a single conference game. In year seven, he once again got caught without a quarterback. Got an avalanche of injuries as well. That ball streak will end at five. Year one and year seven were filled with quarterback complications. And in 2019, the injury bug. The Wolfpack cannot get to that bowl dream, but others can. And some have even bigger dreams. App State in our backyard among them. We'll talk about all of the big stories near and afar, including Penn State at Ohio State, which leads the national menu. As I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, and, and also intern Will, who is manning the phones today as a representative of William Peace University. Y'all know if you're, unless you're new to the David Glenn Show, that it is free for all Friday. What does that mean? Fewer guests, more phone calls. Monday through Thursday, you follow our lead. Sometimes we have United States presidents dropping by to talk about sports. Governors, senators, actors, actresses, superstars. Muhammad Ali. No, but yes, Mike Tyson. And guests from all over the sports world, sometimes of great prominence, sometimes just those with expertise from the media world. On Fridays, fewer guests, and we follow your lead. It can be something that's been burning a hole in your sports soul for a long time. It can be something you wanted to get in on earlier this week, but the lines were jammed as they tend to be. Since about a decade ago, we went statewide. We are now heard in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We enjoy following your lead every Friday. We hope you enjoy following ours Monday through Thursday. Longtime listeners already dial us up right as the noon hour strikes. They want to be first when we come to your calls here shortly at 1-800-849-2761. What have I brought to the table? Certainly the NFL, not just Panthers at Saints, but Seahawks at Eagles, Cowboys at Patriots, Packers at 49ers, 
Miles Garrett's six-game suspension, and that's with an asterisk, asterisk, remember, the indefinite suspension of at least six games. That has been upheld on appeal through some controversy. Some folks want in on that. The Texans did beat the Colts last night to start Week 12 in the NFL. The co-inventor of the, Nor the Nerf football has passed away, so we will all raise a glass in his honor as we head into the weekend and as we are halfway to Margaritaville. Meanwhile, 23-year-old Christian McCaffrey just became the youngest member of the Madden 99 Club. His overall rating as a running back in that famous and popular video game is a 99, joining the running back likes of Barry Sanders got that 99 rating, Marshall Falk, Ladanian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, and former ECU star Chris Johnson, who to this day holds the NFL record for single-season total yardage. Of course, Christian McCaffrey is chasing that record as we speak and is the newest member of the 99 Club. He played Madden video games throughout uh, childhood and teenage years and even beyond, so McCaffrey said it's a more important honor to him than it may be to others as the Panthers head to New Orleans as part of a pretty solid NFL menu and as the college football weekend is led by Penn State at Ohio State. Georgia has to deal with Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. At home, of course, the Bulldogs will be favored, but they did lose there to South Carolina, and Jimbo Fisher was not given $75 million guaranteed by Texas A&M to go 7-5 and five every year. So we'll see if the Aggies can throw a wrench into the Bulldogs' possible college football playoff plans. Oregon is at Arizona State. Utah is at Arizona. Those Pac-12 teams, those favorites, have to keep winning if they want to retain their chances of ending up in the Final Four. In the Big 12, one loss Oklahoma to host TCU. One loss Baylor hosts Texas. We'll see if the Big 12 can even climb its way back into the college football playoff picture. Long way to go, of course. Even with our big tailgate tour, we are headed to Greensboro this week, Raleigh next weekend. The Aggie Eagle Classic awaits us tomorrow afternoon. We'll be right there next to A&T's BB&T Stadium starting at 10 a.m. and all the way up to the 1 p.m. kickoff between North Carolina A&T, which is positioned to win yet another MEAC title, which means yet another trip to the Celebration Bowl, which is a fantastic matchup postseason style between the winners of the SWAC and the MEAC. North Carolina Central, of course, hopes to upset those plans. Those are the two schools that every ce Celebration Bowl ever had yet has been has included either the Aggies or the Eagles. The Aggies are the ones positioned to be there this year. We'll hope to see you tomorrow morning. Remember, you can go to BigTailgateTour.com to tell us where your tailgate will be. We will come and find you if we have the time to do so. Carolina at NC State next Saturday. We'll, we'll be at our usual spot at Backyard Bistro. We hope you'll come see us, whether you support the Tar Heels or the Wolfpack. Carolina, of course, must beat Mercer this weekend just to make the NC State game a battle for bowl eligibility. Again, NC State lost that possibility by falling last night in Atlanta to the team with the worst record in the ACC, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. 1-800-849-2761. There is a boxing heavyweight championship matchup this weekend. Floyd Mayweather Jr., not in that bout, but the undefeated 50-0 legend, now 42 years old, announced in the last 24 hours that he's coming out of retirement next year. And he was photographed with UFC President Dana White 
while promising some kind of spectacular event in the 2020 calendar year. We'll get to all the big games near and afar. We'll sprinkle in some college basketball, some NBA, some NHL, and the other things that we love. But we're following your lead. Grant wants in from Wilmington on college football. Tobin wants in from Chapel Hill on the NHL. And as I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, whom I missed dearly last night, and also intern Will, who has become a huge part of the David Glenn Show and the Big Tailgate Tour. I just want to tell you guys, I mean, you're stuck with me at least five days a week. Darren, you are. Will, maybe almost <laughs> that. Uh, not counting any haunting voice in your dreams or nightmares. <laughs> Maria said that my voice, through just a minor illness, sounds a little deeper than usual. <laughs> she even said it was sexy. Now, well, you know, credit you, to you, that's, that's a product of also sort of toning it down and letting the microphone do a I'm little trying, bit more man. work. So I'm that's, you know, that's the effect there. I'm only 20 years in, Darren. I'm only 20 years in. Give a guy a chance to learn and grow a little bit and let the <laughs> microphone do the work. Uh, I missed, you know how coaches talk about missed opportunities? As we were out last night, and everybody sends their regards, Darren, we had, at least you saw some of these folks yesterday. Yeah, I saw most everybody in studio yesterday. David Oakley, David Rich, Brian Martindale, Mike Cross from the Elon 7 a.m. famous tailgate crew, Susan and Stephen Moss. You missed Susan, and as is the case in the Glenn family, she is the better half of the Moss family. <laughs> so you got Stephen yesterday. Uh, you've met Susan, fortunately, yeah. from Wilson Tire Pros there in Elon. Uh, we enjoyed dinner last night. We had a great time at PNC Arena at the hockey game, even though the Canes lost to the Flyers. Everybody got to enjoy the on-the-glass seats, and let's just say we raised a lot of glasses in honor of a lot of people. I'm not sure if we threw a toast to you in there somewhere, but toward the end of the night, I was told that I had a deeper, you know, more Barry White-like voice, given just some together, minor issues health-wise. When your wife says you sound sexy, and the day after you don't have a great story to tell, Coaches would call that a missed opportunity. <laughs> as we surf around the headlines of the week that was in sports, and as we look forward to the weekend to come, as we welcome your phone calls on Free For All Friday, 1-800-849-2761. Maybe the lovely and talented Maria is listening right now. We've got the Panthers at the Saints. We will raise a glass in honor of the creator of the Nerf football. We will talk Penn State at Ohio State. We will discuss college basketball with Duke and Carolina in the national top 10. With the Devils facing Georgetown at Madison Square Garden tonight. You are my first. You are my last. You are my everything. I believe that's what Christian McCaffrey told the folks at the Madden video game when he became the youngest member of the Madden 99 club. We can discuss that as well. I may have an Al Green or Barry White song for you by the end of today's program, and I promise to drop as many deep-voiced references as possible while allowing the microphone to do its work, Darren. It's great to have everybody with us. We look forward to your phone calls. I will be in deep voice mode throughout most of today to protect those vocal cords. We'll sprinkle in some craziness, boxing. And I didn't even mean Miles Garrett when I said that. 
Seahawks, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. Did you know Dallas is the number one offense in the NFL as we speak? Did you know the Patriots have the number one defense in the NFL as we speak? They play each other in one of the late afternoon games on Sunday. And it is another big weekend in college football, not only in that national picture. Duke needs two wins for a bowl. UNC needs two wins for a bowl. Pitt is at Virginia Tech. The Panthers have to win to stay in the Coastal Division race. The Hokies could possibly figure out a way to represent the Coastal in Charlotte against Clemson, but of course they would rather do it this way. Boston College is at Notre Dame, and some are wondering if Steve Adazio is on the hot seat, could miss a bowl this year, and he's been there seven years without ever doing better than a seven-win season. We all know Florida State and Arkansas are among the big vacancies in the big conferences. Some wondering if BC or South Carolina with Will Muschamp after a weird week of announcements related to his future by that school's administrators. We'll get to all your questions. We welcome all of your comments. And yes, Fridays are a good time to hit the complaint window as well. 1-800-849-2761. There's a lot that I'm excited, Barry White style, to talk about. But we'll follow your lead. 1-800-849-2761. Free for all Friday ramps up with your phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Okay, here we go. It's free for all Friday. We're coming to your calls right now. We have one and only one guest, as is usually the case on Fridays, leaving more time to follow up for us to follow your lead and your phone calls. We have brought to the table a lot on the NFL, including the Panthers' trip to the Saints. The other must-see TV games are closest to it in my eyes, Cowboys at Patriots. That is the number one offense in the NFL, led by the NFL's passing leader, at least for now, Dak Prescott, against the number one defense in the NFL. Under the mastermind, Bill Belichick, the Patriots are 9-1. The Patriots are home. The Patriots are allowing only 11 points per game. The Patriots lead the NFL with 28 takeaways. It is the number one offense because of Dak and Zeke and a lot of other reasons against the number one defense because of Belichick and a loaded lineup. 1-800-849-2761. Seahawks, Eagles, Packers, 49ers, among the other highlights. Panthers at Saints, of course, includes the backdrop as we come to Grant in Wilmington on college football. Tobin in Chapel Hill has hockey on his mind, others basketball. And I mentioned there are still other things on the radar heading into the weekend that struck our bell. We'll share those as we take yours. The backdrop to Carolina's trip to the Saints. David Tepper, remember, told the media this week in a very rare media event that, among other things, he will not accept long-term mediocrity in anything that he does, personally, business-wise, or, of course, as the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Now, he did not take direct questions on Ron Rivera, his head coach, or Marty Herney. But it looks like, and it could be changed, this narrative, of course, but the Panthers are big underdogs at New Orleans, and in the bigger picture, they're big underdogs to make the postseason at this point. That would make them 0 for 2 under David Tepper's ownership, even if Ron Rivera's larger body of work is far more impressive than that. The nine-year track record of Ron Rivera, to me, is the best for any Panthers head coach ever, meaning in the history of the franchise. I know John Fox did some good things. 
and I know George Seifert did good things elsewhere mainly, but if you gave me only one pick of all the head coaches they've ever had, I want Ron Rivera. Now, it doesn't mean I want him forever, and he needs to finish strongly to show me that he deserves to keep his job, but when judged by that nine-year track record, it's not long-term mediocrity, right? When you go to the Super Bowl just four years ago, when you make four playoff trips in a five-year period, as Ron Rivera did not crazy long ago, there's nothing mediocre about that. That's the best stretch of football in the history of the Carolina Panthers. David Tepper, though, is likely looking into a shorter window. And when you start crunching the numbers over either these two years, complicated by Cam Newton's injuries in both cases, of course, but even before Tepper took ownership from Jerry Richardson, let's say a four-year period. Do you know what the Panthers' record over the last four years is? 29 wins and 29 losses. Do you know what their record is against NFC South members like the New Orleans Saints? Seven wins and 14 losses. I don't know what your definition of long-term mediocrity is, and I don't know what David Tepper's definition of long-term mediocrity is. Over nine years, Ron Rivera has been way better than mediocre, unless you are just the biggest hater twisting the facts against him. The reality is he's the best coach the Panthers have ever had, and a nine-year body of work deserves a lot of respect. Over four years, does that sound long-term? Sounding long-ish to me, right? 29 wins and 29 losses pending what happens in these final six regular season games this year. It's starting to sound a lot like long-term mediocrity. He didn't become worth more than $10 billion by accepting mediocrity. He did not become a guy who has, you know, the Pittsburgh business school named after him by accepting mediocrity. He's made a lot of people a lot of money. He is a mover and a shaker when it comes to bringing that MLS franchise to Charlotte. Not a done deal, but trending in that direction. He's building that state-of-the-art headquarters on the other side of the border in Rock Hill. He is bringing, perhaps at some point, preseason camp to the Charlotte area. He plans to have a new stadium that will house both the Panthers and his new MLS franchise somewhere in uptown Charlotte within the next decade or so. That's not a guy who just waits for good things to happen. Ron Rivera is on the clock in part because Ron Rivera's four-year track record starts to define long-term mediocrity unless there's an upswing over these next six games starting Sunday at the 8-2 and two New Orleans Saints. 1-800-849-2761. Grant in Wilmington, you're up on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, DG, it's Grant. Hey, uh, you probably remember me from Sunday Drive up in Raleigh, right up the street from Backyard Bistro. Oh, ah, cool. The RV set up. Yes, sir. Good to hear you, man. Uh, yeah, we used to have the RV and do the Turkey Bowl and have the Turkey Bowl trophies. I remember that. All that good stuff. Yeah, man. Um, it's good to hear for you from you, and, and thanks for the continued coverage of North Carolina sports and all the sports. Absolutely. Uh, just, just quick question for you. Yeah, you know, obviously, I know we we have a ton of in, injuries, and have had to replace some NFL talents like quarterback, wide receiver, and on the defensive side of the ball. But as a fan base for North Carolina State, do we continue to be patient with what we've got in front of us, or is it time for to change things up in Raleigh? I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of DD, uh, Coach Dorn, and I'm a big fan of his, but, you know, defensively for the last seven years, it don't seem like our defensive backs want to turn their heads. We want to run and, and you know, just hope for the non-pass interference calls yeah. or just hope that it is to, the ball is deflected off our shoulder or something. Yeah, that's um, been a weak but, link in the program. There's some hitters back there, 
but not a lot of great cover guys under Dave Doran. Uh, now, you've had some great trench people on both sides of the ball, right? Offensive linemen like Garrett Bradbury on, on the way to the NFL. Right now, Lorel Murchison is the rare example of a guy who's making a lot of plays for you on defense. I guess my reaction to you or any other Wolfpack fan asking this question is, where do you think you need to see change? In other words, as a starting point, does Dave Doran's seven-year body of work deserve a lot of respect? I would say yes. Five straight bowl games, back-to-back nine-win seasons deserves a lot of respect. At the same time, you all know that I call it as I see it. If we made a list of the most disappointing teams in the ACC this season, and I know Georgia Tech has the worst record right now at 3-8, and eight, but the guy's a first-year coach, right? I, I think we all picked the Yellow Jackets to be bad, right? So that's not disappointing. I would say Duke has been disappointing. They look like they're going to finish 4-8. and eight. And I would say State has been disappointing. They look like they might finish. Four. I mean, they're 4-7 and seven right now, so we'll see what happens against the Tar Heels. But either way, there's no bowl game, obviously. Does the bigger body of work deserve enough respect that you just push Dave Doran's future off to the side? I would say yes. But it's his job to ask himself, am I getting enough from my new offensive coordinators? Everybody, when I do shows across the country, everybody remembers that Ryan Finley was the Wolfpack's quarterback for the last three years. And everybody knows that, of course, the Wolfpack's probably just not going to crank out nine-win season after nine-win season when Ryan Finley is gone. More people forget, though, Eli Drinkwitz was the architect of those offenses. He's now the head coach at App State. Kelvin Harmon and others moved on to the NFL, in some cases early, as the best wide receivers. Last year's best running back moved on. And I'm not sure if the play-calling wizardry or just the coordinator expertise of Eli Drinkwitz has been adequately replaced. So it's not just what do you think of Dave Doran as a head coach, what do you think about his promotions of co-coordinators? And again, give them the benefit of the doubt, they haven't had as much talent to work with, but did they squeeze every last drop out of an injury-filled roster with somewhat less talent? You know, that's where the debate is to me. It's not as much Dave Doran right now. We all know he can't have seasons like this multiple in a row and, and get away with that. But is he making those right decisions? The Wolfpack staff miscalculated what it had at quarterback, period. And one of the most important jobs that you have as a head coach is hiring the right coordinator when you lose the star coordinator. Nobody should blame Dave Doran because Eli Drinkwitz left, right? I mean, he had a great opportunity at App State. That's not, that's not worthy of criticism. But you do have to make the right hire after that. Whether he made the right hire or promotion is up for big debate right now. And a huge part of any head coach's job description as well is being honest about what you have at quarterback. I would argue that one of the smartest things Dave Doran has done as the head coach of the Wolfpack is not lied to himself about what he had at quarterback when he first got there. Graham, do you remember his first year in Raleigh when they could barely get first downs because their quarterback play was so bad? Yeah, absolutely horrible. Right. It was. T- I mean, they went 0-8 in the ACC. I yep. think that was for the first time in school history. So if, if you're not a mature head coach, you might just like a kid or believe his work ethic is going to make him improve or believe that the next signee is going to be the wonderkind. You, you can't play that game. You've got to be cold and calculated. And he was smart enough to see in that moment as he was getting his brains beat in in his first year at NC State, I don't have a quarterback on this roster. And he was smart enough to see that bigger picture. So what did he do? He found a Jacoby Brissett 
who was at a, a quality Florida program but not getting playing time and signed him as a transfer. And there goes Jacoby Brissett, two-year starter for both teams and on the way to the NFL. And after that, he still didn't see any of his own signees emerging at, from the high school ranks at quarterback. He didn't lie to himself, right? He said, I think I got a problem here. He accepted a transfer named Ryan Finley from Boise State. If, if he was dishonest about what he had, he might have said, oh, no, that next guy, he's improving enough. He'll be our guy. Well, no, he said, yes, pull the trigger on Ryan Finley's transfer over these dudes who would have been returning on the depth chart. That was a wise decision. So let's give credit where credit is due. But it is fair to say that they horrendously botched this year's quarterback situation. They thought it was Matthew McKay, and it wasn't. And then they thought it was Bailey Hockman, and it wasn't. And then they thought it was Devin Leary, and it wasn't. The, looking forward, your guess is as good as mine as to one of those guys, whether one of those guys or more than one becomes a quality, high-end ACC quarterback, much less a star. They got horrendously below-average quarterback play. What team in what league does well with horrendously bad quarterback play? Doesn't happen. Got Larry Fedora fired. When Larry Fedora went from Marquise Williams and then top five NFL pick Mitch Trubisky to five guys named Bob who didn't look like they could play above, you know, the Division II level, Larry Fedora got fired. You could make other lists of reasons why Larry Fedora got fired, but having back-to-back -back years of horrendously bad quarterback play was near the top of the list. What explains four and seven or maybe four and eight? Again, injuries do matter beyond your control. Mismanaging definitely quarterback, perhaps coaching hires. Uh, that's where Wolfpack fans, I think, should direct their questions and their ire. But, but while being honest about it, right? If, if I'm an NC State fan, I'm, a, I'm excited that a young linebacker like Peyton Wilson is on my side. If I'm a Wolfpack fan, I'm excited that Zonovan Bam Knight and uh, Jordan Houston are young dudes at running back, you know, and, and I can make a longer list, but you get the idea. If you didn't see some of that and it was just all misery, then it would be a different conversation. But he has built, I think, a strong culture in terms of battling in the trenches and outward. But who are your play callers? Who are your coordinators? Are they getting the job done? Dave Clawson at Wake Forest fired his defensive coordinator at midseason. That's how... That's how calculated, cold, honest he was with himself in the middle of a season. You think any coach wants to do that when he knows it's not just a guy losing his job? It's, it's the family. It's the wife. It's the, nobody wants to do that. But if you're the head coach, you've got to be brutally honest about the returning players on your roster and brutally honest about the returning coaches on your staff or you're asking for trouble. And, of course, it's no surprise that the time for most reflection is when you have one of the most disappointing seasons in the ACC. Syracuse, after a top 15 campaign last year, four and six right now, likely to miss a bowl. They're on the list as well. Wolfpack has company, right? I think Duke is going to end up on this, this list, Syracuse and NC State. I think Boston College is going to miss a bowl, and I can promise you there's a debate right now about whether seventh-year head coach Steve Adazio deserves another job or another year, rather, at BC. Our good friend Martin Jarman, his parents may be listening today. Maybe he doesn't return their calls as often because he's got a heck of a situation at football coach on his hands. I don't know. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Jarman.
The reality is Dave Doran has more in the bank, credibility-wise, than Steve Adazio has. If you're, if you're finishing your seventh year at any program that takes football seriously, and you've never won more than seven games in a single season, remember, like a seven-and-six campaign is real close to the definition of mediocrity, right? So Steve Adazio, year seven, to, to make a bowl – he has to he has to win one of the next two games. Darren, you betting on the five and five Boston College Eagles beating either Notre Dame at Notre Dame this week? I know it's an important game to that school. It's Catholics versus Catholics and all that stuff. I'm a guy who grew up as a Catholic boy in Philadelphia. I get the importance and passion behind it. They're gonna beat the Fighting Irish in South Bend? Doubtful. I, I don't think so. Then they have at Pitt. And we're not sure if at that point Pitt may be still playing for a chance at the ACC championship game. We'll see how the Panthers handle Virginia Tech this weekend. But when you're seven years in and you can't say I've ever done better than seven and six, you're on the hot seat. Whether the AD says it or anybody else, you're on the hot seat by definition. Until an AD comes out and says, hey, here's the new contract language or I'm, he's my guy for next year and beyond. When you're seven years in with Dave Doran, Remember, 9-4 and four and 9-4, and four, not five years ago, but last year and the previous year, that's kind of – it's more street cred. It's more money in the bank. It actually gives you more recent success to recruit to. And for a while, Dave Doran had the pendulum of recruiting in his corner here in North Carolina and to a degree beyond that. Right now, and I know this alarms Wolfpack fans as well, and you're not crazy to make this alarming you, Mac Brown has swung that pendulum back to the Tar Heels. So we'll see when they play each other a week from tomorrow what happens on the field. But there's no doubt what's happening off the field. Mac Brown has energized the UNC fans, and Dave Doran has Wolfpack fans mad at him. Mac Brown is recruiting like he did in the early 90s when he built a monster program in Chapel Hill. And he has taken the Tar Heels from an afterthought for many recruits to the place to be. Um, if you choose, you know, an in-state program and you want to play at the fire, the Power Five level, those arrows are pointed toward the Tar Heels. Doesn't mean they'll win the game a week from tomorrow, but I know that's and I understand why that's one more thing, one more reason that uh, a lot of Wolfpack fans like Graham are questioning not just Dave Doran but just the future of the program in the broader sense. One eight hundred eight four nine two seven six one. We'll take more of your free for all Friday phone calls, questions and comments on the other side. Ron Rivera has a big matchup at New Orleans with his five and five Panthers. More on that matchup. Penn State is at Ohio State in the must see TV college football game of the week. The Buckeyes are one of only three unbeatens, remember, and they are the only one that has not played even a single close game. They have the number one offense, 51-plus points per game, the Buckeyes, and they have the number one scoring defense, less than 10 points per game they are giving up. They get their star defensive end, Chase Young, back for the Nittany Lions. He's a possible number one overall NFL pick returning from an NCAA suspension. It's James Franklin and the Nittany Lions, who did upset the Buckeyes three years ago, but that game was at Happy Valley, I believe. Can they beat the Buckeyes at Ohio Stadium? Penn State hasn't done that under any coach since 2011. 1-800-849-2761. Take a chance to watch Georgia quarterback transfer Justin Fields. Even though LSU's Joe Burrow looks to polish his Heisman credentials this weekend against uh, an inferior opponent, 
Justin Fields is still probably top five or so in most of the straw polls I've seen. 31 touchdown passes for the former Bulldog. Only one interception for an absolutely loaded Ohio State team. 1-800-849-2761. I've got the Barry White voice going today. We're taking your phone calls on a whole lot of things. I've got more on college hoops, a heavyweight boxing match, the NHL, the NBA, and of course, a whole lot of football. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. What's burning a hole in your sports soul? What should we talk more about in sports radio or less about in sports radio? Every show ever hears those complaints. We created Free For All Friday so that you can steer the ship to better places. 1-800-849-2761. It's right back to your calls next on The David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. I hold Coach Beamer with the highest regard of anything. Not only was he a great football coach, but, uh, you know, he taught me so much and, and, and was so much to me and has been so much to uh, so many of our players and other coaches. For me, even to be recognized and put in the same breath as, as Frank Beamer, that's a tremendous honor. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We do have some lines open if you want to jump in. You are steering the ship. That was Bud Foster, the legendary defensive coordinator at Virginia Tech. He dropped by live earlier this week. Biggest game in the ACC in college football is Pitt at Virginia Tech. So that's Bud Foster's last home game. Hokies still alive for the Coastal title. They play UVA in Charlottesville next week. If the Hokies win out, they're going to Charlotte to take on the Clemson Tigers. And remember, that was a team that started 2-2 two two Virginia Tech. Pitt Panthers still are alive for that Coastal title as well. That's a 3.30 afternoon game tomorrow. Boston College is at Notre Dame. Carolina hosts Mercer of the FCS ranks. Duke visits Wake Forest. Charlotte needs only one more win for bowl eligibility. The 49ers host Marshall. ECU is off the radar because they can't make a bowl under first-year coach Mike Houston, but they are playing a dramatically upgraded version of football compared to what they were in September. They go to UConn and are a lot better team than the Huskies, so good luck to the Pirates as they hit the road. And, of course, in our backyard, as the Wolfpack fell last night, killing Dave Doran's bowl streak at five with the loss to Georgia Tech in Atlanta, App State is not only in the national rankings – they actually play Texas State, a Sunbelt opponent, which is one of the lesser teams in the league, in Boone. They, of course, have to win the Mountaineers to stay not only on track to host the Sunbelt title game and maybe win a fourth straight conference championship. All those things are great, and I don't want to downplay any of that. If they can get to 12-1 and one in a fourth straight Sunbelt championship, it would say a lot about a smooth transition from Scott Satterfield, now at Louisville, to what Coach Drink has done in Boone. But there are even bigger fish to fry. And if you're an app fan, of course you want to just keep winning and end up that 12-1 Sunbelt champion. But depending on what happens with, say, the Mountain West champion, root against Boise State, or the American Athletic Conference champion, root against a bunch of schools, you want the champion of those other group of five leagues to have two or more losses. You don't want your Mountaineers matched up against, you know, a 12-1 Cincinnati whose only loss is to the mighty Ohio State Buckeyes. That's not going to be enough. It's a shame for App that South Carolina and North Carolina, 
their two Power 5 victims aren't better. Like, in theory, a win over the Gamecocks in Columbia and a win over the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, it should just give you a lot more credit, right? In reality, the Gamecocks are about to finish 4-8 and eight and miss a bowl, and the Tar Heels have to win their last two just to make barely a bowl at 6-6. Six and six. So it's a great resume. Will it be great enough? We'll see. The Mountaineers have to both keep winning and get some help along the way if they want to end up as that group of five representatives in one of the New Year's, New Year's Six Bowls. 1-800-849-2761. Penn State at Ohio State. Texas A&M at Georgia. Among the highlights nationally, quick shout-out to a couple little guys as we go to Tim in Asheville, 1-800-849-2761. The college football playoffs begin at other levels this weekend. So at the Division II level, Lenore Ryan from our backyard, not far from Charlotte, 11-0. They host a game tomorrow. And 10-1 Wingate from right there in the Charlotte suburbs. Only lost two undefeated Lenore Ryan, a conference opponent for them. Uh, Wingate and Lenore Ryan host games tomorrow in the Division II playoffs, as, of course, our focus is on Week 12 in the NFL and Week 13 in the FBS level of college football. Tim, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure, uh, man. No, I, well, go Tar Heels, I will say that. All right. But, uh, uh, the uh, Panthers, this is a must-win game for them. And I hate that Ron Rivera has come under such scrutiny, but I sort of know it was close to happening, but he's done good things for that team, and there's nobody worked with Newton or Allen the way he has and incorporated his new, you know, the new coaches and everything. And I think he's doing a fantastic job. I think you ought to give him a break this year and see what develops. I'm a huge Ron Rivera fan personally. As I said to start the show, I think he's the best Panthers head coach in the history of their franchise. I do know that Dave Tepper wants to see improvement down the stretch. I mean, they were just embarrassed at home by the Atlanta Falcons. And the last four years under Ron Rivera have as many losses, 29, as wins, 29. They're 7-14 and 14 in the NFC South. That's over a four-year period. That starts to sound like the long-term mediocrity that David Tepper, the, the relatively new owner, says he will not tolerate. But I don't think he's made up his mind yet. But he's got big decisions. You know the deal. David Tepper has to decide, is Cam Newton going to remain a Panther or not? And if Cam Newton does, well, he has a good relationship with Ron Rivera. He had been making progress under the offensive coordinator, Norv Turner. If David Tepper decides that Cam Newton is no longer his quarterback of the future and on the one hand cam is only in his early 30s on the other hand cam has taken more hits than any nfl quarterback by far over the last nine years and he has you know four or more surgeries to prove it dave tepper has to make that decision and if you decide to move on at quarterback you might just decide when you look around this league wow sean mcveigh and jared golf have evolved as a coach quarterback uh combination of course, over a longer haul in the same division, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have come a long way and accomplished a lot as the head coach quarterback combination. Maybe David Tepper wants to see his own version of that in Charlotte. And if Cam Newton's not going to be part of that, he might just want to find the next up and coming offensive coordinator from somewhere else. Some people mention a Greg Roman at Baltimore doing great things with Lamar Jackson as head coaching material. We'll see. 
But David Tepper, you can bet, is thinking along those things, along those lines, and you know that he's paying attention not only Panthers at Saints this Saturday, this Sunday afternoon, but if the Panthers finish strongly, David Tepper's not going to worry about as much, you know, wasting prime years of Luke Keekley and Christian McCaffrey as you pay them a lot of money. And McCaffrey's due for a new contract soon, right? If you think Ron Rivera is the guy to make the magic happen as those guys are in their prime, you keep them. If you stop believing that because it's now four straight years of mediocrity overall, then it's time to give somebody else a chance. But, you know, whether it works out for Ron Rivera or not, I'll remain a a fan of that guy. I respect him on the field. I actually respect him even more off the field. Who wouldn't want somebody of that caliber representing their franchise or business or anything? He's the real deal. He's a, a straight shooter for the most part. He's a defensive guru, never has claimed to be an offensive genius. He was a linebacker. He was a defensive coordinator. And that has been a mostly healthy defensive culture in Ron Rivera's nine years there. The Panthers occasionally have let their fans down defensively. Far more often, it has been the offense falling apart under multiple coordinators. And, of course, yes, Ron Rivera is ultimately answerable for that. 1-800-849-2761. More of your phone calls. Dwayne has the NBA and the NFL on his mind. Tobin, maybe some hockey. You can be next with your free-for-all Friday question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. What's on our agenda as we look forward to our one and only guest, Chris Spatola of ESPN on some college basketball. Well, if you're a fan of that sport, UNC's Armando Baycott and Duke's Vernon Carey Jr. made some positive statements this week. If you like boxing, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and heavyweight champ Deontay Wilder are in the headlines. If you like controversy, we can dive into the held-up suspension of Miles Garrett, the Browns defensive end who used Mason Rudolph's helmet as a weapon while clubbing Rudolph over the head with it. The indefinite technically, but at least the rest of this regular season, meaning six game suspension for Garrett, was upheld on appeal earlier this week. Some of you didn't like that. We can jump in at 1-800-849-2761. On the other side, we will also honor somebody who was one of the co-inventors of something in sports that was important in my childhood and perhaps yours as well. Get ready to raise a glass in honor of the late, great Fred Cox. That story with your calls next on The David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver (laughs) to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is The David Glenn Show. 